We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jones back to pass under pressure. Gets the ball off. Intercepted by Tremaine Edmonds. Tip Drill City. Off the hands of Damian Harris. And Tremaine Edmonds, the Condor, scoops it up for the INT. One of Chris Brown's calls for Tremaine Edmonds. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe DiBiase here. Get some phone calls in. 803-0550. Two-part question here. We'll do two, two parts. We've got news today on the Jets and news today on the Bills. The Jets comes from Diana Rossini. It all looks like... Aaron Rodgers is getting close. And you just retweeted Zach Rosenblatt, who uh, covers the Jets. He says, the key point on the Rodgers talks, Woody Johnson preferred not to pay the full $60 million owed Mm. to Rodgers. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how much if the Packers are willing to eat that to make that happen. How about just two billionaires discussing... Like wh- how how much are I we guess, gonna pay? The, who's gonna pay what? I guess the Packers are like community owned, but still, we'd prefer not to pay sixty million dollars. Oh well, we would also prefer to not to pay sixty million dollars. The first uh, potential hiccup we've heard of, though, huh? If the Packers say nah, we're not paying any of it. Are the Jets? Well, this is probably where the, well, com- the Jets going to fight them on that. This is where the compensation comes in. If we're, if the Jets pay all sixty, they are going to pay you less in draft picks, and if they pay. None of it. They're going to pay you more in draft picks. But as the the Packers may be thinking, we don't really care as much about the compensation. That might they, be only if you're going to pay all sixty million. That's right. But what is? Do they want to max out on the price, or do they want to just wipe their hands clean? We want nothing to do with this ever again. We don't want to pay him. We don't want to do anything. It's a good question. Clean break. So that's the first part of it. The second is we had this yesterday, late in the day. Adam Schefter reporting the Bills are expected to lose both Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer. And, you know, for the defense, this defense is about to go through some major, major changes, whether it's on the defensive line. Edmonds, of course, missing from the middle. Like, you've got big changes coming. I think the positive way, to, or the, maybe the new beginnings way, Joe, to look at this, what your, what your face makes. Sorry, so, 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 Rory just doubled on uh, hole one for the uh, for okay, the players. Okay, you made a face. I, I wasn't not, sure. Not like a Bills trade or anything. No, you made, Should that face be reserved for like they just traded for DeAndre Hopkins? I saw your face and I thought something big happened. And okay. I did not think a double Rory bogey. Double, doubling hole one? I did not I think. I mean, it's that, the tournament favorite, double bogeying the first hole. He's won 72nd of the way through the tournament. <laughs> I don't think a double bogey <laughs> okay. was, was worth the face. Okay, all right, fair. Unless you bet him. Did you bet him? I didn't. I bet Justin okay. Thomas. Well, anyway, Anyways. on Edmonds, let's let's have a little fun with this. 
We'll, we'll give you the callers, you the listeners. Here is a gift card for uh, $16 million to spend at the NFL free agency store. Mm-hmm. That might even be conservative about what Edmonds was going to get or what they would give him. They, the Bills might have been willing to go to 17. Maybe yeah. another team goes to 18. But here, here you go. Gift card, $17 million. Call us and spend it. Where do you want the Bills to spend this money? I'd like to, I'd like to say one place I don't want to spend it. When we talked about this okay. with, with Sal about an hour ago, one avenue the Bills could, of course, pursue is taking this and locking up a guy for the future. And the only real candidates to lock up for the future are Ed Oliver, who I don't think they're going to be committed to, and Gabriel Davis. And Sal thinks that the Bills would have a mind to extend Davis. And can I say, without trying to make it look like I hate Gabe Davis, I don't want to do that at all. I don't want mm-hmm. to extend him for seven for sixteen million dollars, seventeen, which is probably the rate for a number two receiver, right? But I don't want to do that. I want, yeah, I, I do want them to stay flush at receiver. I don't want to get Gabe off the team. I just don't. It it looks to me like it's a little bit of the point where blocking the development. Like, can I do better at that spot? Is Davis probably can? Is Davis enough? To make me stop thinking about getting better there. No, 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 no. He's definitely not that. And that's why, I mean, you would be settling in a way for pretty good. Not knowing what he'll look like this year. If you paid him now, you'd be settling for pretty good. He's fine. But should should I think they can't do better than that? I mean, it, it, how would he fit in in the current open market? Put him in the free agency pool right now. Isn't he kind of? Are we still talking about the free agency pool the exact same way? Which is they got a bunch of guys that are pretty good, yeah. and some of them are going to get overpaid. And if I give Gabe Davis seventeen, eighteen million dollars, how different is that than giving Jacoby Meyer seventeen million dollars a year? Just I, I, I would want to strive to do better, and maybe Davis can take another step forward. But yeah, that's not how I want to be using that either. I don't necessarily want to be doing anything with that money internally. I would want to be looking externally. At Oliver contract, Davis contract, bring back Singletary, bringing back Poyer even. I would want to see them go out and improve the offense, not keep it the same. Go try and improve the offense, even if there's risk in it. You know, Beckham's name could come back up for this. Beckham is riskier than Gabe Davis. His, his knee could blow out again, and you lose him for nothing, and he doesn't produce at all. But... What am I trying to do? Am I trying to improve? Am I trying to get better? Because I'm pretty confident the best version of Odell Beckham, if I could pull that out of him, is going to give me more than Gabe Davis is, or anything Davis has shown he can do. It doesn't have to be Beckham. That's where I want to be diverting my assets. Mike McGlinchey. This is where you want to be open to Hopkins. Hopkins, too, right. Like I need to get better, not just keep what I've had and you know, just keep the familiarity and the continuity going. It's all well and good. I don't want to spend $17 million on that. Hopkins might be the idea for me on that. Hopkins is the greatest assurance. If I can get him to to come here for that amount of money, he, to me, is the greatest assurance. I am definitely getting better on offense. You trade for Hopkins, you're going to be more dangerous on offense. Automatically. Everything else, it's more of uh, an if a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins who might be traded as they kind of start over. His cap hit this year is 12 and a half. 
it appears. Okay. And next year is 15. Not bad at all. He's only – I thought he was older. I don't know why I thought he was – no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong year. No. <laughs> okay. So those are not the cap hits That's then? not right. His cap hit this year is 22. Okay. I mean, that's still not – Maybe even 30. For Thir- a player of I'm his lo- talent, that's I'm, not that bad. I'm looking at Arizona's. Scratch all the numbers I just said. Pretend I didn't say them. His cap hit is $30 million. 30, but the- because of the dead cap, I think the team acquiring him, it would be a lot less. Yes, that's right. It might even end up being like $17 million. If, if the Bills really wanted to go for it here – I don't know why I'm thinking. I, I'm not here prepared to tell you I think Hopkins is a bad idea. I guess I just don't believe they would invest that much in two receivers. Maybe they would. I mean, if you're willing to give. You mean mo- just money wise? Money. But aren't we saying they might be willing to do that with Gabe Davis? I, I, I know. Davis is not a $20 million guy, though. But how how far right. off might it's he not, be? It's probably not that far off. You're if probably right. If it's 16 versus 20, like and it's not that there, big a difference. There are not that many teams that have committed that much money to two pass catchers. I just think that's a matter of time. The, the Chargers have done it. The Bengals are about to do it with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. The Bills, I mean, Diggs. The only problem with the Hopkins idea, it doesn't have to be a problem. You are setting a two-year window with, with what, Diggs and Hopkins? Yeah. Where, let's go pass it, throw it all over the yard, and have two of the best receivers in football on the field all the time, how would you defend the Bills? How would you defend Hopkins and Diggs on the same field? That's the appeal. You you, probably couldn't. You probably can't. You probably can't. (laughs) They're right there with the Dolphins and the the Bengals then. They're on that level. I'm not saying they'd necessarily be above them, but they are on that level. They really might be above one of those two teams. I mean, Hopkins... If their three receivers were Diggs, Hopkins, and Davis... Are they above Miami? Miami's only got two guys like that. Cincinnati's got three. You're sleeping on Trent Sherfield over there, huh? Yeah, Trent Sherfield. He's pretty good. I, I think like Cedric him. Wilson, isn't he the guy they want anyway? Either way, they're they're at least in that club where it's you're what the team going in talking about him. Like when their coach does a radio interview, what are they asking him about? The first question is how Hopkins are you gonna defend Hopkins and Diggs? Yeah. I mean, it would be scary. The other thing, though, is Hopkins and Diggs, the two-year window, right? 31 is Hopkins, and is Diggs about to be 30, 29? Yep. You might be starting over in two, three years at the position. Well, you could... you could, you could, And that's where you should draft, draft guys, right? And like have that answer ready to go. Hopkins last year had about 10 targets a game. There's the other thing. This is where yeah. someone will bring this point up, and I don't know, you know how right it is. I've got one receiver right now that wants the ball all the time, and... Uh-huh. I think he's right. Then you'd have two receivers that want the ball all the time. Hopkins and Diggs. Yeah. And they would both have a case. They would both be right. They're both worth throwing to on almost every play. Yeah. Can you make that work? Probably, right? Higgins and Chase, they make it work. Yeah. They're both worth throwing to on every play. Waddle and Waddle Hill and make Hill, it work. They make it work. And Diggs made it work before this season, right? Like... Remember his comments after they lost to the Chiefs? He said if he gets four catches, he doesn't even care. Yeah. So how much – I mean, some of it I'm sure is Diggs wants the ball. How much of Diggs' frustration is he wants the ball versus he just wants the offense to succeed? And when he sees the ball going elsewhere and it doesn't work, then he gets frustrated. But he even said it after the, the, the Gabe Davis Chiefs game. If he sees the ball going elsewhere and it's working, he's great. He's good. He's fine with that. And that would be Hopkins, right? Like, that would be Hopkins is the ball's going to be going away from Diggs more. 
you know, he might go from, what, 150 targets to 130? Like, I still don't think he wouldn't command a huge percentage. But now, when the ball's going away from you, your offense is still moving the ball down the field. And if anything, maybe your job gets easier because Hopkins is going to take up more attention. Teams can't bracket coverage you every single play like they did last season. So, I would be one to think that that would just work itself out. Those two receivers, it would just work itself out. He want, Didn't he co-sign on the Beckham idea? He did. That's right. He did. He want that's yes. And how much would Beckham have wanted the ball? Right. Probably it, about the same it, amount it, Hopkins. It, would. it does come down to winning. It comes down to legacy. It might be the kind of thing that we talk about how they're going to make it work, and then when they start nine and one, nobody cares. The you other know? thing is, is this not Hopkins? Again, ex- let me assume he would come here to win, try to win a Super Bowl for that amount of money, seventeen million. Is that not the best player that I could theoretically get my hands on for that amount of money? It would really, as probably yes, and the window, you said two-year window, you know how many years Vaughn's under contract for? Two more. Really. It's a six-year deal, but it's really a three. So you're basically planning everything of, it's, hey, we'll have to hit the refresh button in two years, but until then, yeah. we've got to, these three stars. To make a comparison, Allen, of course, the window is longer, but to make a comparison, we talked about them last week, it's the Leafs. All their contracts end within the next two years in right. Toronto, but they're going for it. Let's get some calls in on this. Anthony in Buffalo. What's up, Anthony? You're on WGR. Hey, guys. Good morning. Um, so you kind of touched base on what I was going to talk about. It was, um, you know, we got Stephon Diggs, and if you add DeAndre Hopkins to the mix, they're both going to want the ball. It'd be How would you want to balance that out? And then the second thing I brought up was um, without upgrading the offensive line, Regardless of having two of the potential best receivers, if he doesn't have time to throw the ball or not have to scramble half the time, how you know how are we going to be able to feed these players without holding up the pass rush coming at Josh? And I guess that's pretty much it. Thanks, Anthony. I think the answer is they would address the offensive line, whether it's guard. I mean, if you trade for Hopkins, you're not trading a first, but you're by the reporting, you might be trading a second. Okay. So I get my receiver. Yeah. Without fully endorsing this idea, let me just I get my receiver and then I draft a tackle with my first round pick and a guard with my third round pick. Yep. Am I, am I done? I draft so a, the thing, run, a running back in the fourth round or the, I that yeah. plan. Like you know, attacking one position they're going to attack like seven positions. They're going to have the the assets to do that. I love this plan. I mean, this idea, the, the Hopkins idea, including Hopkins plus like you use your draft capital on the offensive line to upgrade it. I love this. This is this goes the defense schmefense, right? <laughs> right. You're leaving your defense for dead a little bit. Let's put that on a shirt. Defense schmefense. Defense schmefense. Put it on a shirt. The thing is, you are it, in that scenario. What do I have left over to improve the defense? Which again, I'm fine with. You would be where at middle linebacker. Because I've used up all my free agent capital. First round pick. Well, I just used my first round pick on a lineman. Now you're using your first on a middle linebacker and you're signing what, what, what I'm, savvy veteran guards like you have for the last six years. What I'm maybe advocating for, though, is it would not be the worst thing in the world, and I would still think the Bills got better if they did all that, if they, tr- if they traded for Hopkins and they used their draft picks to improve the offensive line. But Terrell Bernard is my middle linebacker now. And I am, you know, I'm at... Dean Marlowe at safety. Like, I'm just at replacement level at, at those two positions. But 
I've improved the offense. I would feel like that is actually, it would be a completely, it would be a shift in the way they think about things and, and the way they do things. But, man, I would feel great about it if they I, did it. Yeah, an ideological shift where it seems like the Bills, if they were to mirror the Chiefs, which is to be number one on offense and, like, 17 on defense. It feels or at like, least being okay with being middle of the yeah, pack on yeah, defense. It seems like the way the Bills, from an ideological standpoint, operate, they would be horrified at the idea of being that bad on defense. Also, we have a bet on the board about whether or not the Bills ever have a bottom five defense with McDermott. So let's do that's it. Why I'm in. That's why you're <laughs> pushing for it. Yes. Sarah in Orchard Park. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, guys. Um, I am with you, actually, Anthony, and then you, Joe, kind of just stole what I was going to say, um, which is offensive line. And I like the idea of Hopkins, but I also want to do something with the offensive line. My reason more, though, is for the run game. Um, I really want to see James Cook, like, just have a just a slam year next year. I mean, I I would love to see them open up the run game, and I think offensive line would address the run game issue. Maybe, uh, maybe that's play calling too. But for me, it's offensive line. And then, just one question on our O line right now: Roger Staffold is he a free agent in yes. uh, GVR as well? I think, and I'm just kind of curious who you think is free agent for the Bills right now that they will bring back. Who'd you say that Staffold and who? Um, is it uh, Greg Van Houten? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I think he's also a free agent. Um, I don't. I wouldn't expect they go internal to bring back either of those guys. It it depends. I mean, you have Plan A, Plan B, Plan C. Van Roten and Saffold are both free agents. Saffold said he would do anything to come back. Yeah, which could they offer him vet minimum as now a depth guard? Could that be a backup plan? Could he be their new Bobby Hart where he lines up a tight end? <laughs> Without taking too much of a shot, are they going to call him in December off the street and sign him? To he's going to be their John Brown he's or gonna Cole be, Beasley? He's going to be Beasley? Well, yeah, like, wouldn't you hope? Would, would you? Maybe not. Would you hope that they, on the offensive line, get to a point to where even if he wants to do everything to come back, they're in a spot where they just they don't need it? Yeah. They've invested enough in guard and maybe right tackle to where – they just they don't need an idea like that. They don't need the patchwork because they've and I, I could see this beans talked like this. The Eagles have built two different Super Bowl caliber teams, built in large part through their offensive line. Could the Bills be looking at that and saying, We've never had an elite offensive line with Josh Allen? And they've talked a little bit like this. Maybe that's where they go. And they say, We don't need DeAndre Hopkins. We don't even need the first round receiver. Gabe Davis and all Shakir, they'll all look better if Allen has more time to throw. And we'll run the ball better. Everything will go smoother if we can block. And is that where they go with it? Because that would not be stunning to me at all if that's their mindset. 8030550 to join us. We'll get more of your calls in. Also, check in with Tyler Dunn of uh, GoLongTD.com to talk about the Packers' big decision on Aaron Rodgers, which appears to be getting close that he could be on the move to the New York Jets. It's Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe. Your calls, Tyler Dunn, all of it coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The fact that the Packers are letting Aaron Rodgers talk to other teams pretty much tells you that they're okay with him moving on. It's not a situation like, well, you're going to have to give us an offer that we can't refuse. No, it's going to be something where let's get as fair of compensation as we can to just move on and turn this thing over to Jordan Love in Green Bay. Mike Garofolo, as we follow the uh, twists and turns of the Rodgers-Packers-Jets saga, might get an answer and a resolution to this somewhat soon. Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe DiBiase, here on WGR on this uh, Thursday morning. And joining us on the Western Hotline is friend of the show, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com. Tyler, good morning. When will our long national nightmare finally come to a close? When's Rodgers finally going to be on the move? I don't know. I think he needs about, you know, three and a half more uh, slips into a darkness retreat, maybe a few more podcasts, maybe jerks everybody around for a few more months, get through the draft. He really could. Honestly, part of me thought that he would just drag this on just to be a a pain in the butt to all involved, but I think we're close. I, I, I think that the fact that Woody Johnson went out there, the, the meeting in California seemed to go really well. Um, I mean, we've been hearing this for three weeks. Green Bay has moved on. I mean, they made that decision as an organization a long time ago that Jordan Love needs to play. Jordan Love needs to start. This was your first round pick in 2020. Uh, they're tired of Aaron Rodgers just kind of kind of checking out. You know, he really didn't do anything last off season as opposed to a Patrick Mahomes bringing everybody down to Fort Worth, Texas. You know, they had a lot of new receivers there, too, and he gave them a crash course in the offense. Aaron Rodgers opted not to do that. So they, they've moved on, and, and Garofolo is absolutely right. I, I don't think it's a matter of trying to get the best possible deal and, and getting into this big tug of war. I, I think they, they don't want to pay that 60 mil, and they would like to get a good pick out of it, and they want to move on and, and kind of wash their hands of Aaron Rodgers at this point. Yeah, Tyler, like – the story of this as it goes, and Rodgers even this week kind of said, maybe he was last week, that he thought he was done a couple of years ago, and then he won back-to-back MVPs. So he's kind of had his own doubts about what he's going to do. When do you feel like it finally turned for the Packers in wanting to move on and be done with this? You've reported on this. Bob McGinn at GoLongTD.com, you guys have both been on this. Did they reluctantly agree to last year and decide one more run at this because it's too hard to give up on an MVP, and now – after the year he just had, it's much easier to move on? Totally. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge factor, Aaron Rodgers' own play. Uh, he, it showed that he didn't put the work in last offseason. He didn't have his legs under him. He wasn't able to just kind of Houdini his way out of jams and find that receiver down the field. 
and I think the the fact that they had three rookie receivers that they drafted and he didn't really work with them through OTAs until training camp. I mean, I talked to some of these receivers and they're not even anti Aaron by any means, but they said it would have been nice to work with our quarterback in the off season because at the line of scrimmage, he changes the play about a third of the time. And he, it, it, for the most part, it's good. He's getting them into the right play, but that works only if you have a Jordy Nelson, a Devonte Adams, a, a Randall Cobb before he was washed up out there seeing the same thing, operating off a feel. When you have rookies out there that they want to run the plays that are called. And uh, I had one receiver tell me it's it's almost kind of like you're speaking a different language to Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love. And there's a benefit to working with a quarterback who is going to operate the offense as Matt LaFleur wants. But above all of that, I think the jump that Jordan Love took from year two to year three is why they reached this place. This, This is a quarterback that just kind of improved leaps and bounds um, all offseason, stays in touch with Matt LaFleur, his personal quarterback coach, Steve Calhoun, films everything, sends it to the head coach. It's constant dialogue. And then it showed from OTAs to training camp to that Philly game um, when he was almost perfect through the final two months of the season when he worked with the number one offense in practice. So they, they saw it. Even though they let Aaron Rodgers kind of keep starting because they mathematically were alive for a playoff berth, in practice, Love was working with the first team so they, they reached a point where they were ready to move on. And, and granted, they, they should have moved on two years prior, even one year prior, if they, if they had the guts to do it, to get a Russell Wilson-sized deal. I mean, more than that, they got four first-round picks. Uh, but they, they were terrified of moving on then. They're, they're not now. They're ready to move on. Zach Rosenblatt, who covers the Jets, said he'd heard Woody Johnson preferred not to pay, the uh, Jets owner, preferred not to pay the whole $59 million. So... Do you feel like the Packers would have a willingness to eat salary to make that work if it comes to it? Or would they just want hands wiped of it? Just, we want a clean break. We don't even want anything to do with, with the contract anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely all secondary. Um, the finances, the compensation, where he goes, all that secondary to that that decision to just move on. I don't think there's anything that could happen that would just pre- prevent it. Um, and, and it is kind of funny. I think for a while – you listen to some of the national reports that are out. It's like the Green Bay Packers want Aaron Rodgers to feel like this is his decision because they know what they're dealing with <laughs> emotionally. Uh, but they're moving on from him, and I, I think they'll be willing to eat a little money if they have to. They'd probably not like to. I mean, they they handed out a lot of contracts to a lot of players to kind of make a make a run for it last season. But you've seen them restructure. Aaron Jones took a pay cut. I mean, he's the best player on the team, arguably. I don't, I don't know why he took a pay cut, but he did for the betterment of the team. And I think they've kind of set themselves up to at least maybe eat some of that money. And, you know, the more that they're willing to eat, the better the draft pick they'll probably get. But I, I think there'll be a little tug of war, a little back and forth, but nothing too contentious. Because, look, I mean, they've got a desperate owner in Woody Johnson, too. They whiffed on Sam Darnold. They whiffed on Zach Wilson. They don't want to draft another quarterback. Everybody knows the Jets need a veteran quarterback. Is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going to get everybody excited in the New York market? Probably not. Uh, I think that Aaron Rodgers could. And you've got to stay relevant out there. The, the Giants, for better or worse, hey, we've been talking about the 40 mil all day. Hey, they're, they're going for it with Daniel Jones, with Saquon Barkley, with the best offensive coach in the NFL. Uh, the, the, the Jets in that market need to do something uh, to get folks excited, and they've got a really good roster around the quarterback. Tyler Dunn on the Western Hotline on the Jets-Packers potential deal. It all strikes me as, you know, how many other teams would do it? 
The Jets, I think the number on the Jets, Tyler, is they have not had an above-average quarterback season since 2014. Like, this has been, you know, Bills fans know what it's like to have a, a run of bad quarterbacks. Now they don't have that anymore. It might be the most quarterback-desperate team if you could create him in a lab, they're good at almost everything else, and they have been bad at quarterback for so, so long. That That's why it makes so much sense all the way around, because even after everything I said about Aaron Rodgers and he not having his legs and right not really wanting to work with young players and just really being checked out the last few off-seasons after – also kind of dragging the Packers out to the public square to be embarrassed and flogged and ridiculed by everybody. And they, they're on their hands and needs begging them to come back. After all of that, I could still see Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets and being rejuvenated, wanting to stick it to all of us who say he's done, that he's not the same quarterback. Now, he admitted himself on that uh, Aubrey Marcus podcast how, like, yeah, they drafted my replacement and I won two MVPs. I mean, that, that fueled him. That drove him. Hey, Take it from somebody who he's, you know, blasted publicly. Any little, tiniest, slightest slight pisses this guy off, and he reaches another level. So maybe he is bought in. Maybe he goes to the Jets, goes to OTAs, wants to work with Garrett Wilson, Brees Holiday. I think that's what that meeting with with the Jets brass is all about this week. They just have to know, like, are you going to put in the work in the offseason? We've got something special here with all this young talent we've drafted, but we need you bought in. And I think Nathaniel Hackett, ironically, you know, a name that folks here in Western New York remember, he's going to be the closer. I mean, they have a really close relationship. I think one player described it as like a, a gooey gaga type of love. Like it's a weird lovey-dovey relationship <laughs> in meeting rooms where they're always kidding with each other, always joking. They were way closer than he ever was with Matt LaFleur. That, hey, make no mistake about it, they, they, they hired Nathaniel Hackett with this in mind. Just promise me that Brady's not coming back. You can't. No one can promise, promise that. Promise me, Tyler. Nobody I need can you promise, promise me. He's got the Michael Myers mask on, and he's just waiting around the corner here at uh, at Starbucks, actually. I'm just sitting in the parking lot. I, I can see him peeking. I, he's back. I, I hate to tell you, he's back. Wow. Where? No, he's not. He's done. He's done, right? He's got to be done. Does, does he? Does he have to be done? Well, what I wonder is, like, what could lure him out? And aren't there two teams you would think of for that? Like, if Tua, this is what Rich Eisen said, right? If Tua gets a bad medical report at some point, then Brady near his kids, Miami, where he wanted to go last year, maybe that could lure him out. The other thing I wonder, though, is, you know, like a bad medical report from Tua. Are we a bad medical report from Trey Lance away from the Niners making that call? Because aren't they, Lance, I guess, is on track, right, to be ready for OTAs, but I, I want them to do that, but... Are we sure that they're just going in with Trey Lance and that they're not in on any of this for any of these veteran quarterbacks? Yeah, you know what I heard at the combine is it's kind of weird how Kyle Shanahan has, has navigated the quarterback position, right? It's for for a while it was okay. I just need a plug and play distributor, somebody who is just going to do exactly what I say pre-snap, just hit that receiver in the middle third of the field. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo did, and, and that's what Brock Purdy kind of did last year. But in between, it was the Josh Allen game that changed everything when he just demolished San Francisco right there in Santa Clara. I mean, did whatever he wanted to against his defense, against the Robert Solid defense. And I, that was the moment where Kyle Shanahan thought, I have to get a freak. I've got to get just a, a guy with a strong arm 
athleticism, can run, can throw, can do everything. So that's, that's kind of what pushed them to take Trey Lance. Then they go back to Brock Purdy to make the NFC Championship with him. So I, I don't know where he stands on all that now, uh, but I think that Tom Brady, if Tom Brady was interested, I mean, hell yeah, they, they wanted him before. Why, why wouldn't they want him now? It, because he is going to be that playmaker, distributor, just kind of, you know, point guard in the offense, not, not needing to really do anything crazy athletically, and he's got the, the Super Bowl rings to back it up. I, I, I still think it's a stretch. I, I feel like he's done, but you never know with these guys in retirement. It was strange, right, after he retired this time, you know, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers's, they, they need the attention. They need the spotlight. It's their oxygen. I mean, Tom Brady's posting half-naked pictures of himself. It's just, it's just strange. Can he live in the shadows? I, I don't know. Tyler Dunn, GoLongTD.com. Happy Hour podcast with uh, Jim Monos. All, all the stuff going on at Tyler's website. And the blood and guts, the, uh, the, the tight end book. The history of tight ends, whatever. I don't have the exact under headline. I just know it's called the blood and the guts there, Tyler. So pick that up. works, my man. Appreciate right. that. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. I should give the actual name of it. It's a good book. I read it. All about the history of the tight end, how tight ends yep. save football, make it cool. He's got stories about Mike Ditka. I talked to Tyler about it once. He just flew around the country, met all like the most famous tight ends ever, and smoked cigars and golfed. And you can read all about it. It's a pretty good position to do that with. It is. There's some characters. That said, I've got my new, I've got a new person I'm mad at just in the last ten minutes. Nate. 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 <laughs> is this is this uh, related to tight ends? It is. Okay. So we've I a- saw him tweet something. I'm like, what are we doing? We've here? asked the question: How are you going to spend your 17 million dollar Tremaine Edmonds sized gift card in the free agency market? He wrote three names, including Mike Gesicki. Tight end. <sighs> All I'm asking. Okay. I have a very simple ask for everybody. Mike Kosicki doesn't block. Won't block. No. It would not be an inline tight end. Nope. So this would be, hey, you know what we need is a receiver. Oh, I got an idea. Let's play a tight end out there. <laughs> I'm not going to yell. <laughs> we think. <laughs> you, you can tell. Like, you can, you're on the verge. You're watching me. I'm like, There's a rant I'm brewing. Like, His I'm face like, is turning bright red. I'm like when Tobey Maguire holds back the subway train right now <laughs> in that one Spider-Man from 20 years ago. I What percentage of our audience got that reference? Uh, I don't know. 9%? It's a meme. It is a meme. It's okay, a meme. it's higher than that. Go ahead. Take a, take a deep breath. Hold on. Daniel Tiger teaches me when you, when you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. Um, a different portion of the audience got that reference. Uh, please stop trying to fill receiver spots with people that aren't receivers. Please, I'm asking nicely. Yep. Oh no, Gasicki light up as a receiver. <laughs> wild idea, guys! <laughs> I got a wild idea. Can we get a receiver to do that? It's not a rant. That's <laughs> kind of a rant. No, this one about a running back that could catch passes. No. No. <laughs> no. No. Fine. If they do it, that's fine. Now I want their receivers on the first snap of the season to be Stephon Diggs, Naheem Hines, and Mike Jacecki. Not really. Just, I, can't, I, don't, I don't understand. It's, it. it's pretty tough. I don't understand it. 
The team needs receivers. Okay. Yeah. How, how about this? What about a Reggie Gilliam package where he's out with no, <laughs> no. That happened a couple times last yes, year. Yes, it did. And Reggie Gilliam's a nice player. I'm not saying they can't be on the team. Yep. Come on. What in the world? This is more or less frustrating than Bobby Hart playing tight end. <laughs> we just got guys playing out of position. Listen, a lineman playing tight end makes more sense. Yep. Than a tight end playing receiver. Give me... Jaseki, by the way, played... Tom, Tommy Doyle caught a touchdown pass. He played... You know, you know Deion Dawkins caught a touchdown pass. Let's put Deion in the slot. Yeah. By the way, Jaseki played 100, 478 snaps last year. Only 164 were in line at tight end. Yeah, and he's he's not even I don't know I don't know what he is. Am I asking too much? I just want receivers, man. Yeah. What about what about if they signed What about Taysom Hill? <laughs> Put him at receiver. <laughs> no. Man, that would be <laughs> something. Just receivers. All right. John Stetner joins us at the top of the hour. We'll talk about Lamar and what's going on with him. Uh and take your calls. If anyone wants to yell about I don't know, receivers or tight ends, you're welcome to. It's Jeremy White, Sneaky Joe on WGR. All right, that didn't count as a rant. It wasn't a rant. It was just, you know. It's what's right below a rant, though. Like a... a, a sh- I don't even know. I'm... I'm a roar? It was uh, no. it was just a... A tirade. It was in, no. It was just... An, tir- it was, tirade might be, above, uh, might be above rant. It was an emphatically made point. That's all. It was um, a good one, though. Yeah. Well, hey. Just I mean, to, just some receivers. Let's get some real receivers in here. It's Jeremy and Joe. Um, what else we got today? The Sabres play the Stars tonight. Yep. The players is going on. A lot of golf hoodies on the course right now. Yeah. Kevin Kisner, Tom Kim. Like to see a good golf hoodie. Do the stars bring out any emotion for you? Nope, because I was five. Five. I do have confirmation, though. Don't really remember it, but I've, I have had confirmation from both my parents and grandparents that I was awake watching game six at five years old. So I you, watched it. You were upset. I just don't remember it. I'm guessing I was upset, but it's not. Yeah, I can't. I can't pull it from from memory. Five years old. At what? Two a.m. Would have been late. That's a, that's a credit credit to the grandparents letting me stay up to two o'clock in the morning at five years old to watch that to watch Game Six. Speaking of time, here's a just a real random aside. Have you seen the numbers on like baseball spring training? How fast the games are going to go? Oh yeah. Two there hours. was there was a twelve to seven game I saw that lasted two hours and fifty nine minutes, which. How how long would twelve to seven be last year? Oh, four hours, four and a half there, hours. There yeah. have been some some games that have been two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, like bl- the pitch clock and not stepping out of the box. You are blasting through these games. Yeah, and it's worth asking. Like that's a fundamental change to the sport if it's going to go that quickly. Yeah, will it help with getting people back? My answer will be definitely yes. And also, I read scoring is up. Just because pitchers have to rush a little bit more, and you know the the game being more fast paced is it could could be coincidence, small sample size, but if it's going quicker and it even contributes to more runs, yeah, you wonder if owners would be worried if say I got thirty forty thousand people in my stadium, 
And instead of being there for three and a half hours, they're now there for two and a half hours. I just lost a lot of money on concessions. Right. right. But is the net result that more people come because they think, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be here till midnight. Games are going to move. Right. You no, know, you and I are both fans of the Premier League. I tell everybody one of the biggest draws is that the game ends. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and you know exactly when yeah, it's going to end. I'm you gonna, could plan on if I'm going out. If I tell my fiance I'm going out for the Liverpool game, and it's at it's, 10 a.m. I, I know ex- I can tell her exactly when I'm going to be home. Yep, give or take three minutes of stoppage time, but that's it. Go like, for a baseball game, and it's like, yeah, it's, I could be home at one. I could be home at five. It's much tougher. So if they, if baseball gets down to like, you know, that level of two hours and 20 minutes, and NHL games are two and a half hours. You know, right? Yeah, college football is making major changes to speed up too, which I think is a very, very good idea. They're changing the they're, first down rule. They're, that's one. They're also running the clock on incomplete passes. Right. That's what they're doing. Major yeah. change. That's Ma- major change. Except for inside of two minutes. I believe that's right. Okay. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Can the, can the listeners hear through the microphones that I, we have been placed in the Willy Wonka Tower <laughs> of Wind? I was just wondering that. The air has yes, kicked, for sure, has right? kicked on. Can you hear it, Evan? Yeah, I hear it through my headphones. I'm like, it's, what is we're that? In a tunnel all of a sudden. It, yeah, it's blasting. Yeah. It's is this cold a, air in here? I think so. They're freezing us out? I mean, it's... it's. A, I'm not complaining about the temperature. It's fine. It's just... It's blowing so hard you can hear it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Sean Stepp, they're on the Ravens next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.